right, uh, welcome to Old School JQ. Ben Magnus with you guys. Uh, we are live. Oh, I gotta pull up the document where I can see you guys and your comments since we're live now, free uh, for the first episode to everybody. Uh, I'll uh, read some of your comments as well uh, throughout the show. And then we have a whole uh, bonus episode in another 45 minutes uh, for members. So tyt.com slash join. This is another 45 minutes after the first 45 minutes? Yeah. Uh, We probably should have told you that ahead of time, Ben, but uh, there it is. Incredibly depressing news. (laughs) Do I have to be here for both, both, both parts? Yeah, the the way that it works, Ben, is but yeah, you wind up doing both. Ben, I had a lot of random topics for you uh, today. Uh, I of course forgot most of them, Um, but uh, but I'm going to start with an old school classic. Um, I was at a stop sign the other day, and um, and. Guy runs the stop sign and it's brazen because the guy before him went and then he went right after him, even though we're all waiting, right? Uh, it was like a three way stop sign. Um, so, like a one car, everybody's there, three cars at a time, maybe a couple cars in each direction. And a guy goes through, and then the other guy behind him just sort of like on a draft follows his draft, like in NASCAR. That's as much yeah. as I know about NASCAR, follows yeah, him right through. Like a draft would have almost been better in a sense because you would have had no chance of running into him. No, he waited like three quarters of a second and then went, right? Mm -hmm. And so then he cut me off. And as he was cutting me off, he gave me the middle finger. Mm. Yeah, not cool. He's got to give you the wave like, I'm in a hurry, man. And I didn't want to take the risk that you all would podunk this and I got a meeting. And I would say, yeah, no problem. Sometimes you have to do that. Try not to do yeah. it often, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's a particularly perilous at a place where people are like at a stop sign where others are expecting to go. If there's like no one near you and you're in the middle of Iowa, you go get, and you gotta get, get go go. It's okay, right? Yeah, but I mean, uh, you're at the thing. You know, like it's there's an alt. You know, you're supposed to be the car to the right. So you, you know, guy in front of you goes. You're fourth at that point, and if you're late, but you gotta, you know, you gotta. Here's what you should do: is you go through, you should honk. And then just wave, like I'm so sorry. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, uh, I would. Yeah, yeah. Then it's all forgiven instantly, right. instant right. Of, uh, pardon, right? But there's a saying in Turkish: both strong and wrong, right? Um, or both wrong and strong. Okay, but definitely not too strong. I can't think of any Turk that I know who that would ever apply to. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna write it down. I'm gonna see if by the end of that second 45 minutes, I come up with somebody. I can't yeah. believe I can't believe there's a Turkey expression called too wrong and too what is it too wrong and too strong both, both wrong and strong like both, it, both wrong and strong and I'm finding out about this we met in like 1999 right yeah yeah and now it's 2000 towards 22 years and you never brought this up I think I know why <laughs> I I see where you're going with this banquets <laughs> you think I don't see you I see you everybody sees you. Um, <laughs> But it, but you know there's a reason for that saying because it's not something that happens infrequently. Right. Sometimes the people who are and there's a much better quote about that in English, but I forget it now. It's in literature, I think, um, about how the the strong are the the people who don't know what the hell are talking about and are the loud, so they're the, they're the loudest voice in the room, right? Yeah. Something yeah. Like that. Right. And uh, and the people that do are unsure of themselves because they're contemplative, right? And yeah. And that's a thing that exists, or, or they're contempt, or some of them are contemplative, also. Yeah, that's probably the. Be, more, yeah. You know what? No, <laughs> no, it's <laughs> contemplative. Okay. Eh. 
<laughs> Did we get to the whole end of the second 45 minutes, Ben, or no? <laughs> So I, think, I think I think it's contemplative. I don't. I'm not. I wouldn't. Yeah, I don't know. I'm sure you're you're more likely to be right. Um, so uh, you love this. Apparently, I've been mispronouncing a word my whole life, uh, which you know that I do that with a about half a dozen words at least. Um, and I used to say miscellaneous. I thought it was miscellaneous. Oh. And then, and one of our members on the website is eclectic. Well, I thought miscellaneous. And so that I've said his name that way 38 times minimum, maybe 40. But I mean, so you're telling me if we'd had a conversation and you say, I don't know, I just like, I, it was a bunch of miscellaneous stuff in the box. You would have said miscellaneous? Yes. I mean, what, what this proves is that we, in all our conversations, you have never used the word, which means you probably secretly avoid it. I guess. Maybe you have some thought that I don't think I have this one down. Yeah. And so. It's amazing, yeah. And then I, I didn't even believe Anna when she corrected me. Um, and so I went to dictionary.com. I'm like, huh, I'll be damned. It is miscellaneous. That's <laughs> miscellaneous, weird. yeah. It's definitely miscellaneous. Yeah, yeah that's and a, it's not, yeah. there's no alternate. I thought there was gonna be an alternate pronunciation. I, I love your mispronunciations. One, because they're, they're I laugh at them in part, and because they're immigrant, and that's wrong to laugh at the mispronunciations of an immigrant. <laughs> but I, but as you know, I do it because it's it's wonderful, right? Uh, right? Yeah. It's just like you come in, you take this new language, and of course you don't get it quite right. That's the that's what's wonderful about it, right? And it's also let's not kid ourselves, it's funny. But you know, if I didn't, if I thought you were an idiot, I would feel bad about laughing at it. But I, I, I don't. Yeah. So I do. Yeah. Yeah, and there's a bunch of reasons why it's okay to laugh at it. One, um, it's like a glitch in the system. It's really, and so there's something weirdly amusing about the glitches. Right, right. it makes right? there's a there's a humanity to it. It's wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then uh, since I'm so over the top confident on on almost everything else, it's like nice that I I make mistakes, and and so screw me. Uh, so <laughs> it's not. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, right, it's right. Totally You're not making fun of my mom that has an accent. I'm like, oh, 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 Mrs. Huger, I got you. I guess you got Miss Shalanius wrong. No, I wouldn't. That wouldn't be funny. That would not be funny. Yeah, that wouldn't yeah. be funny. Yeah, <laughs> but Miss Miss usually funny, almost by definition. Miss Chalanius is uh, is uh, is definitely funny. Is definitely funny. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a great uh, legal term that I love, but. It's hard to pronounce, at least for me. Uh, I don't think it's that hard. I just never, some words just don't click in my mind. Yeah. Uh, so I use it anyway every once in a while. And every time I think, I shouldn't say that word. Yeah. I, I don't, right? One, because I don't even think most people know. I'm pretty sure now, now that I think about it for half a second, that most people don't know it because it's a legal term and it's in Latin. Uh, and and then when you butcher the pronunciation, is you look like an idiot. Is it no so, low contendere? Oh, that's very good, but no. <laughs> uh, my wife thinks that's talking dirty to her when I say uh, legal words in Latin like race ipsa locator, and she's like, "Ooh, say that one more one more time." Uh, well, what, look, what, I, what is that? What does that one mean? I think it means I think it means honey, take your lipitor. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> uh, I, I every. Former legal word I have, I remember. I think all of them are. I uh, Ian didn't make the case. Uh, just get away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna try to. I'm gonna try to look it up. I'm pretty sure that is what. What, what do you think it is? 
well, look, there's prima facie case. So prima facie is, do you have a, uh, on the face of it, do you have a right. case? Right, on okay. its face, right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. on its face. Yeah. And so that means, well, you get what it means. Uh, yeah. And then there's race is ipsa liquitor. I think it has to do with presenting some sort of body of evidence. Uh, but man, I've really forgotten that one. But the Rest one I like, ipsa, l- 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 yeah, well, Lipitor, Lipitor is like a, uh, you know, it's like a, a cholesterol drug. Yeah, I think. no, liquid. Um, uh, uh, but res ipsa loquitur, which has got to be it, uh, comes into play where an accident of unknown cause is one that would not normally happen without negligence on the part of the defendant in control of the object or activity which injured the plaintiff. Or damage his property. Right, that's what I meant. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Boy, did I not remember that. And now that you read it, you really can't blame me. (laughs) No, totally. Who would know that? But we got to use it all the time. Ah, res ipsa liquidor. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) Yeah. And and look, I've mainly been using it as foreplay for the last 20 years. So I don't think really, I don't think you, I'm going to get a, give myself a pass on that one. Um, so it's an accident that would not normally happen without negligent on the part of the defendant in control of the object or activity which into the plate. So it must come up in car accidents where you're like, okay, that's an accident that is a particularly abnormal accident caused by negligence. Right, right, right. Mm. No, seriously, none of that sounds familiar. (laughs) (laughs) But I definitely learned it at some point in law school. So the one I like is a priori. Okay, so that apparently is the right way to say it. Because I looked that up while I was looking up miscellaneous, as you guys call it. Um, and, And I used to say priori. And it sounded so awkward, and it's somewhat right. There is an alternative explanation, uh, pronunciation there, but I'm like, I gotta stop saying it. A priori sounds ridiculous. Um, but have you ever heard of a priori? No, I don't think I know that one. Which, uh, by the way, everything I know, which means it was never on Perry Mason or the practice or LA no. law, right? I mean, that's how I know all of these things. Yeah. You know, and I and I looked it up the other day, and it doesn't. It didn't quite say what I thought it meant. Um, it, it my re- recollection of what it means is like knowing something. Um, I don't know it a priori means. <laughs> I don't know it ahead of time. There's no way that I would know what it is ahead of time, right? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like a blank slate. Um, that that's not what the definition says. So I might be wrong about that one too. <laughs> Prima facie case, I know, I know for sure. Okay, it's in the, it's on its face, it's on there. Did anyone in your school, Ben, in in your high school, take Latin? Yeah, well, in I don't know. Yes, we had it in school. None of my friends did. But and then we, but my roommate at in college did. One of my roommates, Bill Ryan, took Latin um, because we always used to say that that is that what we thought was hilarious that for his junior year he was going to go back to ancient Rome, right? <laughs> that was going to be his that was going to be his year abroad. He's going to put it to use. Um, but uh, he kept saying it was like it's the easiest A you've ever gotten in your entire life. It's just memorization and it sort of makes sense, right? It's a it's a structured language, right? Yeah. Um, of which obviously you know Spanish, French, and Italian 
grew out of. Um, and they're not that hard to, to, to learn the basics of. And since you don't really have to speak it, you just have to know it. And he was like, you just, just memorize and you get 98s on all the tests. That's the end of that. And then at the end of the, your college career, you have four just A's to bolster your grade point average. He's like, everybody should take it. You guys are the idiots. <laughs> well, that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, I'm not good with languages. So uh, although I learned a new one, but apparently not without its glitches. Um, but um, but that's of course, I was eight years old. So it was much, much easier. And then I took German for like three three to five years and um, don't remember a word of it. Other than Stuttgart and Dusseldorf, which are the two funniest city names in the world. And that's obvious. Um, and uh, but like, I don't. Like just thinking about Latin makes my head hurt. But in our school, only a couple of kids took it, and they were the biggest nerds in school. And that's and by the way, of course, they were my friends. But the reason they took it was because they thought it would help them with the SATs. Oh, hmm. you just guys, I love you, and I love people who work hard, and those were my friends. But you you got to live a better life than taking Latin. Uh, to get a slightly higher grade and of look, man, But I thought the same thing. I mean, I, I mean, I didn't think that specifically. And I was actually pretty cool about all that stuff. And, and but obviously now one could argue that I it was gonna be easier for me, right? No matter what, like I was, as long as I functioned and graduated from the high school I was at, I was gonna get into some college that was good based on influence, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and not that my dad was like super powerful, but he just knew a gazillion people and they all liked him. Right. Mm-hmm. So, but I never worried about it, and I never thought like that. I didn't realize that that would ever matter. Um, and so, uh, but I, I, what they don't understand, what I desperately want to convince my daughter, which I'm sure you will try, although you will, I suspect, be fought by another party on it, is is like, um, hey man, you don't have to take Latin just to boost your GPA so you can get into college. Like, man. Go to Rutgers. Like your life is not going to be substantively better at Princeton than it is at Rutgers. And you could argue it might be worse, right? But I got it. You can't, you won't think that way. But you're, and I just used two schools in New Jersey because you're from New Jersey. But like it's not, you're fine. You're fine. Like if I'd gone, I, if I'd gone to the University of Maryland after all that, Great, I would have gone to a bunch of ACC basketball games. It would have been like thrilling and exciting. I would have had a wholly different experience than I had at Tufts. I think probably a better college experience. And I would probably be right here right now. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I'm beginning to even question whether college is worth it because it's so much money now. And look, but, don't oh, but real quick, that's why maybe if you're in New Jersey, go to Rutgers. And if you're in Maryland, go to Maryland because while it's still a lot of money, it is way less money. Yeah, and so I don't know, man. It's, you know, it, it, I'm an interesting case study in this because so my family didn't have any name at all, right? So if I called up Penn where I went undergrad and uh, and said, uh, no, no, my dad's Dogen Yogurt, they'd be like, um, That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, so wait a minute, is he married to New Cat? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you are of the Dogen and yeah. New Cat Yogurt fame. Yeah, she didn't even know how to say miscellaneous. No way, dude. Yeah. So, you know, I just told somebody this recently. Um, 
my life is like it's 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 funny, it's interesting, it's different. Um, so for whatever reason, and you and I have talked about this, Ben, uh, at different times on old school. Um, people love to underestimate me. I actually think it's for logical reasons, which I can explain in a sec. But um, but there's like this giant neon blinking sign above my head with an arrow pointing down. Go underestimate this guy. Okay, he's he's not worth it. He's not he's not much, right? And I don't I don't say that with any degree of bitterness. Like if you'd asked me a year, a couple of years ago, I would have said it with a high degree of bitterness. <laughs> okay, I'm just keeping it real, right? But I remember the the lady from Penn came, the Penn recruiter, to our high school, and I really wanted to go to Penn. And but I had had some tough grades, like I got a C in German because my German teacher at the end of the year realized that I hadn't done any of the homework. And then I just kept erasing the date and putting a new date in, but it was the first day's homework assignment. And and so he gave me an F on all my homework. So I even, and I was getting A's on the test because I was cheating off the German kid. And so I was outraged obviously when he caught me and, and you know yelled and did a whole bunch of theatrics. No one's ever deserved a C or worse more than I did in that class, looking yeah, back. I mean, you should have gotten right. an F. I mean, Right. I mean, yeah, I say see or worse, but really, I mean, now that I've also confessed to cheating off the German kid. Yeah, there's, I yeah, don't know what, what, part of, what, what part of getting a D did you deserve? Like none. Yeah. Yeah. And by the way, if you remember a couple of minutes ago, I said, ah, it's weird. I took German for a bunch of years. And I don't remember any of it. And I never would have given you an F, but even if you hadn't cheated off the guy, but you just handed in the assignment the same, you could argue, no, that's it. That's, that, that's F worthy, no matter whether you speak the language fluently or not. Oh, I remember I was so mad when he told me that. I was such a little punk when I was a kid. I'm sure all my detractors are very surprised by that. Um, and so I, I had a good side. I've told you guys like I protected the the weaker kids because I like to get into fights and stuff. Uh, but but my I was so obnoxious and uh, this it was me, but with no brakes in the car. Uh, and so when Herr Weigel said he was going to give me a C for the year because he was giving me a zero on all my um, homework, uh, he had a super cute daughter in school, and I was like, "Look, I guess I could date her, and we'll see what happens." Do you threaten to date Frau yeah. Weigel? Wow, Herr Weigel's Fräulein. <laughs> See, I remember something. <laughs> it's that, although that could be his wife. I don't know. Fräulein. I, Frau, I, I said Frau. I think Frau is like your. It might be your wife. I don't know. It's certainly your lady. But I don't know that you would call a daughter Frau. But that was all I could come up with, other than the other two German words I know, which are halt and papers. I mean, those are just for movies. <laughs> yeah, it's probably pa- not papers. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I stick with Frau. Um, so here, I'm jumping story to story. Um, uh, we're in Switzerland, we're taking a train, me and three other friends of mine from high school. This is, uh, I think, yeah, this is after we graduated from college. Um, and three guys, one girl, uh, and in Switzerland, they speak German and French. Um, and none of us speak French. And where you are in, uh, where you are in Switzerland. Yeah, that's of course true. And some speak Italian, and and everybody speaks English. And anyways, but back then, uh, not everybody spoke English, um, but but plenty enough understood it certainly. Anyways, we're trying to communicate with people. Uh, I was assigned French. I learned combien ça coûte, um, so that I could ask people how much. 
and the toilette, which way? Uh, and uh, so, but I, in, when we were in the German speaking areas, I, among my group of friends, that was my job, and I butchered that too. Anyway, so we're having this super loud argument on the train, and it's because my friend Suja, who just randomly called me, actually. Anyway, he convinced the other two that the soccer fields, because in Europe, there's in the cities. There's all these little soccer fields. They're not official size like we're used to in America. And they have these tiny little goals because those are, it's like pickup soccer that people are playing. And he convinced the other two that they were handball courts. And I'm ripping my hair out. Like, they're not, they're not all these handball courts throughout Switzerland. It's soccer. It's they play soccer in Europe. It's I grew up in Europe. I grew up in Istanbul on the European side. We have those little goals. We all play soccer there. Nobody goes and plays handball there. It's not a thing, right? So it got heated. Um, sure. And well, how could it not? <laughs> I mean, that was a serious yeah. uh, fight there, right? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so some German guy comes and he's like middle, young to middle aged, but very stern. So a lot of papers talking there, mm -hmm. uh, and uh, and so he starts yelling at me and yelling at us. Uh, and but we don't even understand him. He's like yelling at us at, at almost at the top of his lungs in German, and everybody's like on the train. And then I said to him, "Hey, why don't you shut up, you Wiener Schnitzel?" And then what I was surprised by is the whole train laughed. Mm. They, I, I was worried as soon as it came out of my mouth. I was like, "Oh no, did I offend everybody on the train?" It turns out the guy apparently was a jerk. I don't know. I don't know what he said in German, but he must have turned off the whole train. So when I called him a Wiener Schnitzel, da da da, uh, they all laughed, and then he got embarrassed and ran away. Wow, who knew that that could bring down a German train? The 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 old Wiener Schnitzel line. <laughs> right. It does sound like the kind of thing that Germans don't hear a lot. Right. Yeah, I, I suppose so. I suppose so. Yeah, yeah. they're not likely to hear that. I mean, but it is it, random. It is a, a it is a, a a combination of words that is. Uh, I mean, it's funny. I mean, it just is. Like it yeah. just is. Like it's not. It's not like you were thinking. Oh, you know, why do you act like such a jerk, you Wiener Schnitzel? Like it's not really a big finish for you. You know. It, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, my kids, they don't. They don't know what a wiener is, right? So it's, that's not why they were laughing. But we drove by a wiener schnitzel, which is a hot dog fast food place in America. And I said, look, that's a wiener schnitzel. And they both instantly laughed. Yeah, it's just a funny word. It's a funny word. Yeah. And wiener is funny, schnitzel is funny, together it's funny. Schnitzel, yeah. you can't deny the funny. You can't deny that schnitzel is not funny. No, for, for people that have done uh, horrible things at times, uh, they have awfully funny words. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an interesting, it's a beautiful language. Oh, yeah, it's so sing-songy. Just yeah, not, not really, no. So I don't know if that kind of cultural jokes are even allowed anymore, but I think we can still make fun of the Germans. I can um, definitely, I can definitely still make fun of the Germans. <laughs> yeah. I think it's a lifetime pass to make fun of the Germans. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a little like, well, anyways. So <laughs> I pulled something back there. Um, uh, yeah, and look, right now Germany is wonderful. It's wonderfully progressive. It's way better than America in a lot of ways, etc. Blah, blah blah blah. You guys know that stuff. But uh, but you you have a language that is so harsh. It's like it's 
The only other language I could, the only other two languages that could even possibly compete are Arabic and Turkish, depending on how you say it, right? Yeah, I was um, think Tur- I think Turkish has the same sort of harshness, but it's not as it's not it's not as harsh. And some of that is just how we're trained by media. Again, it's the it's the power of the movies in part. I mean, in the history of movies, very few people have spoken German in an alluring, like romantic leading man or beautiful. You're not like, oh man, that sounds awesome. I want to follow that guy. I mean, if you if you hear a guy speaking German and trying to get people to follow him in a movie and you want to follow him, you know, it's that's that one's on you. <laughs> and uh <laughs> Uh, so you know, I, I'm convinced that that's part of it, right? I mean, I, I imagine there are a bunch of people who grew up in Germany who think, "What do they mean? It's a lovely language." You know, I don't see. I mean, I, I mean I'm curious now. I'm such a huge believer in how the movies shape our view, obviously, and I know you are too. And obviously, not television now, but for movies, had a you know, 70 year head start or 50 year head start, really. Um, so I'm sure that's part of why we think of German as everybody who speaks German in a movie is a bad guy, you know, angrily, right? Every single yeah. one, ninety percent of them. No, no, that's that's definitely right, and um, and so, I, but it's so harsh. I, I'm trying to remember the reason I pause. I'm trying to remember when I originally heard Arabic in Turkey. And uh, and did not know English. Whether I thought Arabic sounded harsh uh, back then, um, but there are a lot of guttural sounds in, in Arabic and in German. Uh, but the the German one's funny because it's got the great contrast, right? It's like mach schnell, ja, ja, sehr gut, ja, Düsseldorf. You're like, wait, what? Right? And it's like, oh, Joe, you must get out of the train. And we do that. It's a crash. Just so discordant in, in this weird way. Uh, anyways, uh, the pen recruiter comes in. I tell her I got the C in German in another grade. And she tells me, well, okay, give me the, I give her my GPA, I give her my SAT scores. I, you know, just scholar athlete of the year, blah, 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 played football. Done. She's like, yeah, you're not gonna get in. Uh, go to try a more realistic school. I was like, wow. And not only do, do people say stuff like that to me all the time, they don't really hesitate. Like there's something about me where they're like, oh, no, you? No, you're not getting into this school. It's not going to happen. You know, we've had this conversation before because there's a a weird uh, symmetry there. And I did not get into most schools that I uh, I applied to. I did not get into uh, uh, the Harvard School, um, which I didn't even want to go to. Harvard. (laughs) Harvard. I didn't get into Harvard. I didn't get into Browning and Columbia. Those are the three schools that rejected me. No, I didn't apply to Harvard because they didn't take the essay. That's right. I applied to, I didn't get into Brown, Columbia, and Northwest. I only wrote one essay and I only applied to schools that took that essay. Harvard required a second essay, <laughs> their mistake. Um, and uh, so- uh, Well, if you can't do this second, if you don't wanna bother doing a second essay to get into Harvard, you probably weren't gonna get into Harvard. <laughs> yeah, that's right, that's exactly right. Uh, <laughs> My essay was about women's sports too. It was about how we need to recognize the greatness of women's sports. I mean, it was just such an obvious suck up play. <laughs> you know, I don't know. <laughs> the uh, 
But anyway, that's a, you had to ask, that essay had to work for for every school. And so I applied to five schools and I didn't get into them. But the, to those three, and and Northwestern bummed me out. Like Columbia, I knew would be hard, but I thought because everyone in my family went there, I'd get in, and so I was embarrassed by that. But but Northwestern was like a body blow. That one was like. Because a friend of mine got in there, and he's and I thought I I fancied myself smarter than him. I probably wasn't, but that's what I. Um, and uh, and uh, so anyway, but the, our college counselor, um, who you know, I mean, like treated some members of my group of friends as if we, you know, as if we were the, um, uh, as if we were the 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 tough kids in 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 a 1950s movie. You know, I mean, like, like they, you know, in Blackboard Jungle, right? Like we're the bad kids, and and the, and we're like, hey, man, this is GDS. These are not. These are all like we're not. There are no bad kids. <laughs> That's the thing. This is not. And uh, anyway, she told me that I uh, like to apply to Simon's Rock of Bard. Did you know? But you know about Simon's? Everybody gets into Simon's Rock of Bard, and it's like a. It's. I mean, it's really. It was portrayed. I'm sure it's not, but it was portrayed as like a school for malcontents, right? Where you could just get in there and you sit around outside by some stream and read, right? And that's the. That's what, what happens. Dead poet society. Right, but that's. I mean, it just felt like, and I felt very earthy and very crunchy. But she'd be like, "That's good. That's about." What. And she told the same thing to a couple of friends of mine, and like, I don't know, man. Like, I got into Tufts and NYU and. One of those guys went to Brown. Like, what, what? Like, why? Why on earth? Why on earth would you tell us that? Like, right? Why are you setting the yeah. bars? Yeah, you know. And and it wasn't like apply as a safety school. She really didn't. I mean, she didn't like us. Uh, I don't quite. It, it, she's incongruous with the rest of the people at that wonderful school. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, there's some people who just don't like some kids, some adults, yeah. some teachers, some whatever, right? Counselors. And then they just got have it in their heads. This guy's no good. That that used to happen to me all the time. And and the part of the reason why I said it's somewhat understandable is because one of the things is I'm already loud now. But when I was younger, like I said, I was louder and didn't have any brakes in the car, right? Right. So I can understand why some teachers would be like, I mean, no, just no. I got no. Right, that's right. That yeah. Guy. Yeah. yeah. The. I'd taken, I'd stopped taking math after 10th grade, and I had a very specific meeting with her then, where she said that that's a huge mistake. And my my dad had my back, and so I think she probably thought that I was an idiot from that point on. But I didn't no, like I, math. Yeah. I was good at math, but I didn't want to take it anymore. And life worked out, it's okay. Yeah, I mean, so that gets us, I'm jumping all around here, but that gets us back to do you still need college? I mean, look, guys, on the, you're keeping it real. So I went to Penn, then I transferred into Wharton, which is still within Penn, but it's a business school. I did the undergraduate, but it's a t- obviously a top business school. And then I went to Columbia Law. I know it's top business school. Donald Trump went there. Everybody knows that. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. You get this. We're never going to live that down. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, so I, I tell you that um, because it's relevant to the story. Number one, Honestly, I think people have taken me more seriously. Like that's the one thing that I have going for me. The reason that why a lot of times people underestimate me is because I'm so different. I'm different than anything they're used to. You know, whether it's something as simple as different ethnically, right? Different as an immigrant, different culturally, and then different in terms of my personality, right? So since I don't really quite fit in anywhere. I'm a nerd who who was middle linebacker in the on the football team. It just I just don't fit anywhere, 
right? Literally right now, if you just take those last 10 seconds, it sounds like your dating app profile. <laughs> I'm a nerd who's the middle linebacker and people don't always take me seriously, but don't underestimate me. All right, let's take our contestant number two. <laughs> yeah, um, but in real life, it turns out, nah, those, those, that's cute for an app description, right? It's it's fun if you're behind door number two and you're playing the dating game or whatever. I know there were no doors, um, but uh, but uh, in real life, it's not that fun um, because people always assume you don't know what you're doing. Not that hey, you thought of something different or you view it differently. They just think you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, so my whole life, I've been going around having people think I'm wrong, just like constantly, right? And there might be a, wait a minute, is there a reason for that? No, every right winger is screaming, I know why, I know why. Um, so anyways, but having those schools on my resume at least validated me to some degree. And I'm a person who needed that validation, not psychologically, but almost materially, right? So, okay, this guy's a little weird or a little off, but he went to some really good schools. So maybe maybe there's something there I don't understand, right? Right, and they know instinctively you didn't go to those good schools because your parents donated millions of dollars or you're a legacy. Yeah, exactly. And so that's why they'd give me maybe a second look, right? And so I'm here to tell you that it just don't, like it's not as simple as, ah, college doesn't matter, right? Uh, and and it depends on your situation. If you're, you know, uh, I was gonna say Billy Bob Ellington the third, but that makes no sense because that's like a rich hick or something, right? Uh, but I don't know if you're Jonathan Ellington the third and you don't need it, then don't worry about it, right? Win, win, I, let's go with our old friend Winthrop Ellington the third. Yes, Winthrop Ellington the third. There you go. Uh, and um, but outside of that, you don't need it. <laughs> so it like in terms of what I did, like starting the show, this and that, maybe probably the only time that it was wound up actually being relevant to my life was probably when we were trying to get financing for the show. Uh, I, but outside of that, it didn't matter at all if I went to Rutgers or Middlesex Community College. It's it's the size of the fight in the dog. Oh yeah, so you're not. I was going to argue with you, but I think I, I misinterpret what you're saying. You're not saying don't go to college. You're saying that the the the, the elite nature of the school is is uh, far less important than you think it is when you're in tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. Yeah, and so I'm I'm being realistic in saying that the perceptions matter, and sometimes yeah, they matter right. in you getting a job, right? But what I'm trying to impress upon you, and I I lived it, so I know it. It's just a matter of perception. It's yeah, not I mean, real. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to go to law school and you want to work at a firm or you want to work at, uh, you know, and you want to work in government in Washington, it still matters. Um, you know, uh, uh, Thomas Frank's book, uh, you know, What's the Matter with Kansas, uh, uh, was a great point about really, I mean, I'm going to simplify it to the point of mocking uh, uh, a historically important book, but, uh, uh, you know, the guys in the State Department. It can be from other places other than Harvard or Yale. That's not all he meant. But but I wasn't. I I I have usurped that title, and and took taking it to mean uh, what's the matter with Kansas University, right? Because the uh -huh. answer is not a goddamn thing, right? Nothing. Yeah, yeah, beautiful, be yeah. beautiful, beautiful town, 
great college town, clearly great experience to be there. Good professors, you'll learn a lot if you're into it, you'll get a ton out of it and you'll be ready to do any number of things. Many of which if you follow any of the career paths that Jenka or I have or anything close to that, it won't matter at all where you went and you probably didn't even need to finish. And I, in fact, I know of, of, I have a very successful friend who literally didn't finish at Kansas, hasn't graduated from Kansas after four years. Because like went off and got a job and never got around to getting those last two credits and who cares? And I like to make fun of him all the time for it, but, uh, but like who makes literally no difference. Where'd you go to school? Kansas, true. Nobody says, where'd you graduate? It <laughs> doesn't matter, it doesn't matter, it's irrelevant. Well, Hans is a pretty good example of this. So my nephew, Hassan Piker, who's, um, you might have heard of him on Twitch. Um, so he, obviously he's very successful now, number one news program on Twitch. Um, and when he was going to apply for college, um, he got into a bunch of um, schools that I thought were really good. Uh, they weren't Ivy Leagues, but it was Penn State, Syracuse, University of Miami, Rutgers, etc. Super solid schools, right? And I said, so he asked me for advice, and uh, my parents, his parents, tried to tackle me. Don't tell him any. Don't give him any advice. You'll lead him astray. We know you. What, like, what am I? Like some sort of weirdo monster? I'm like, I'm just gonna give the guy the best advice I can because he's my nephew and I care about him and stuff. And I and I looked up the rankings. I did an immigrant thing, and I'm like, look, a, they're all well known. B. Um, University of Miami ranks the highest out of those four at that time. Um, see, everybody knows University of Miami because of their football program. Back then, they were awesome, right? Uh, and so, kind of, it was at the latter end of their awesomeness. And and so, everybody will know it. I mean, it's same thing for Syracuse and Penn State, right? Um, and so, nobody will go, oh, you went to University of Miami, not good enough, right? That's right, yeah. And so, Whereas not as many people know Rutgers because they don't have great sports. It's got a a terrible name. And it's got a bad name, right. Right, right. Um, And so I said, look, if you're asking me my real advice, I say University of Miami based on all that stuff. And plus, yes, it's more likely to be fun. Um, But really it's because of the other stuff. And my sister still has not forgiven me. Um, Why, where does she think he should have gone? Rutgers. Uh, and and he eventually did. He transferred into Rutgers because yeah. there was uh, overwhelming pressure plus financial issues. But uh, but from the parents, like got to get out of Miami, got to get out. Of, they thought I told him to go to Miami because I, I wanted to live vicariously through him, and they knew that Haas was going to party like crazy. I was like, I didn't know he was going to party like crazy. He went to high school in Turkey, and right. I thought he was like he's from my family. I thought he was going to be a dork like me, right? And it turns out he's a promoter for South Beach nightclubs within two weeks of being a freshman at University of Miami. Okay, I was like, holy cow, like how did you get that cool? Yeah, he would have succeeded, it made sense. I mean, it's funny, I would have given him the, I would have had Miami last on the list because even though I'm sure they were all pretty closely ranked, those schools, I mean, I imagine they're within 20 or 25 of each other on, on the, List the U.S. news. I think list, they were all the, like 
pretty much within ten of each other. That's yeah, that could 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 have been. Yeah, that makes sense. That um, but that 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 Miami had a perception of being a party school, and that it would mean less to people. Like there are such a tight. Uh, you know, you know that that certainly in Pennsylvania, if you went to Penn State, there's a network there. And Syracuse, of course, one of the great communication schools in the country. And given what he ended up doing, that, that would have made sense. And Rutgers, you know, I don't know, you know, Rutgers great for, uh, you know, for I mean, one of the great electrical engineering schools on the East Coast. So, um, uh, but anyway, it didn't matter. It worked out, and it makes no difference. He would, it, none of it has had any effect whatsoever on what he's doing now, except for the fact that of what you said that within weeks he was a promoter. Like he got the idea, the value of promotion, and, and he is a he is a skilled, sometimes <laughs> reckless, but mostly skilled self promoter, right? And I imagine that those skills were recognized by those clubs right right away, you know. And he yeah. learned it. He did. He learned. It. He's good at it. It's, it's enabled him to have the success. I'm sure he's figured out what, what what's worked. He's probably not reckless anymore. Even. Yeah, look, so I'll wrap that. You, that's exactly the right moral of the story, Ben. And I'll wrap that up by saying, look, the, the guy has something special in him, right? So yeah, why did the promoters, why did the South Beach nightclubs pay him to be a promoter, even though he's an 18 year old kid at the time, give him access to the VIP section and get him a bottle, okay? Because he would show up with 20 girls. Right, that I I I still don't know how he did that. I know I I could I could spend my whole life trying to figure it out. I couldn't figure it out. Right, um, and then he went to Rutgers sophomore year and finished there, and instantly became like the top like fraternity brother at the top frat, et cetera, et cetera. So, but it, the Miami and the Rutgers, and if he'd gone to Harvard or wherever else, it would not have mattered. Because he already had that in him. Yeah, it might have hurt him. I mean, it really might have. You know, I mean, because it, 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 like, it, I mean, there's a good chance he would have failed there. I don't mean literally failed the classes, but his manner, his way of doing things would have somehow caused him to fail. Meaning, you know, he's what? unhappy. That's or, such you know, a great yeah. point, Ben. I never thought about it that way. But yeah, there's, I mean, there's a like whenever I was on Yale's campus, not that often, a couple of times. But I got a sense of like snootiness at Yale. Yeah, yeah, he right? couldn't. That could have stifled him. Yeah, and and if they look down on him, you know, in that kind of cultural context, yeah, he might maybe it does damage. Yeah. yeah, that's right. That's right? right. Yeah. No, no, he went so, through that. Yeah, I mean, it worked out. You know, uh, uh, so uh, uh, yeah, I mean, he's like uh, he's but he's like a rich person now, right? Like he's very successful. <laughs> I don't know about the the exact cash, right? But he's very successful. Yeah, yeah. I mean, number one on Twitch News, that's by a lot, right? Uh, that's tons of subscribers. So I'm so proud of him. He's doing great. Okay, guys, we got to go. But look at all these people who just upgraded to Essentials level, where you'll get the next. Episode. That's a whole nother 45 minutes. Okay? I can't imagine anybody listening to this first 45 minutes and not thinking, man, I want more of this. More stories about where these guys didn't go to college. Man, that is that's some interesting excuse me but, stuff. So it's funny you say that, Ben, because somebody wrote in asking you a college story about where you didn't go. So <laughs> they actually are interested in that. Okay, yeah. we'll do that in the bonus episode. But I want to just thank all these people who hit the join button on YouTube. You could not only join there, but you can also upgrade to Essentials there where you'll get all the TYT shows, including the bonus episode of Old School. So Justin East, 
uh, Melissa Cable, Juno Com, uh, Dan Alleg, Jack Wrong, but also strong. Um, Helen Davis, Chris Pope, Dex Tex, Dick D66, Valerie Devereaux, Harold Anthony, Nicholas Omoya, and Dwayne Patterson. You guys are amazing. So join at the sessions level, you get the next episode of Old School we're gonna do right now uh, as well. Uh, and everybody, wherever you're watching, tyt.com slash join is the easiest way to join. Love you guys. Members, we'll see you in the bonus episode. All right, thanks for watching this free clip of Old School. Don't forget to become a TYT member today for the rest of the show and for more exclusive content throughout the network. Join now at tyt.com slash join.